0: see most of the human race killed off, because it is unworthy, it is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks, they're nothing anyway, they're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we're almost done. Have you ever thought
1: what it would be like to see a
0: person's head Think of things so horrible that the human mind cannot imagine them. See, all this and more when you see on stage, in person, that crazy mix of the... I like being set apart from people. I like to be hated. Safe Word
1: with Jason Rouse. That's... No, no, no. Testing. Testing. <laughs> hey, this is uh, Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Pod. I always pad it out. I, the Pod, Jason Rouse's Safe Word Podcast. Uh, today's guest is Jason Tebow. Hi, everybody. Uh, when I saw your name, I think you're the only other Tebow uh, I've ever heard of, and uh, that there was always argument over the pronunciation of mm-hmm. that last name. Sure. There's, uh, I don't know if you know um, a skateboarder. I'm sure it's been brought to your attention by some other con- uh, skate nerds, but uh, Jim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Is it Tebow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like uh, the way it's spelled. How is it spelled?
0: It's spelled T H I B A U L T. It looks like a thigh bolt. It's a French Canadian.
1: Okay. That was our thing, though. It was like we thought it was French. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know uh, that name was actually had anything to do with French, but that was, you know, C- Canadians have a little bit of a grasp on French language, so the lettering and the way it was arranged looked very uh, I familiar. think
0: Canadians pronounce it Thibaut. Okay. There was a hockey player who was a, uh, played for the Blackhawks, but he was, Chicago Blackhawks, but he was Canadian, Jocelyn Tabot. Maybe and that his was is our the same. We
1: had some French Canadian kids that were telling us the the French interpretation of that. Uh-huh. So we were both right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's Americanized as just Tebow. Uh, but if I was, you know, in you know French-speaking Canada, you they would, would pr- pronounce it Tebow. Yeah.
1: But you'd also if I you get were, thighballed a lot. Thigh bolt, yeah that that was that was uh, That's yeah.
0: how it reads. If you are just yeah. a, a dumb eight year old, you know, that just saw that word for the first time. Thigh bolt, I would always get in the school. Teachers would pronounce it that way. Um, T boat, people always want to pronounce the T at the end.
1: I always get fuck face. Yeah, you should. Or get off my aunt.
0: I've been called that as well. I've been called that as well. But yeah, bow is. And it, it, I'm ungoogleable because there's a Y in my first name, so Jason with the Y. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if you just see me,
1: un-Google-able. Oh, yeah, it doesn't recognize. If uh, you if you
0: just hear me on a podcast without knowing how it's spelled, or if you see me do stand up, you're like, oh, I'm gonna look that guy up. Good fucking luck.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh That's how I know you is through the stand up scene mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Here, do you remember when we met? I don't know. I don't. I feel like I've always known you. I've known you a very long time. Yeah, uh,
0: probably probably through through Sam Tripoli. Probably. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. I think uh, probably, I'd say eight years ago, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Eight years ago, because I think when, Death Squad started to kind of gain momentum Mm -hmm. around that time, maybe uh, even that's about right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, It was there was a you know it was like the uh, there was a a motley crew of. Of that kind of parameter of comedians. And it just turned out all those guys uh, were. I just knew by association that uh-huh. I was just running into cool people.
0: Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: um, you know, Brian, Red Band, and Triple E, RA yourself, you know, there's mm-hmm. half a dozen people of that era of. Oh, these these are my uh, peers, right? Yes, here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, sure. we're all relatively the same age. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of been uh, doing stand
0: up about the same amount of time, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. or like uh, taste in music, and and uh, I've written whatever. suicide
0: letters multiple times. <laughs> the, same,
1: the same grammatical uh, mistakes, <laughs> um, and so yeah, that was the kind of. But the store was it was a skeleton crew of what it is now.
0: Oh, it's crazy what it is now. It's, it's crazy, weird, right? It is weird.
1: Because I've been here, actually, it'll be almost 10 years to the day mm-hmm. that I've been in uh, Hollywood living here. Almost 19 years to the day. And um, when I showed up, I, you probably even have a, a, a even more stranger perspective 20 or was 18 years ago? Yeah, it was actually I can't even imagine.
0: pretty past. It was actually kind of like yeah. the end of, ah. a, of a peak. And then it kind of went well, to like ghost
1: ship. What's an average lineup 18 years ago.
0: You know, Joey Diaz, Rogan, um, Eddie Griffin was there a lot. Um, and Sia was there a lot. Uh, every now and then, a, a sick prior would come in. Yeah. Um, Carlin, I saw Carlin and met George Carlin. That's wow. a highlight of my life. Actually one of no them. Shit. Yeah. And he, uh, what the
1: hell was he doing? There? He
0: was, what he was doing was he would take the main room for an entire weekend and he would do like, a th- Thursday for, he would do Friday, Saturday, Sunday in okay. the main room. And he would rehearse his, HBO, his next HBO special there. So you literally could watch him. The first night, he, and he did it the same way every time. First night, he would have uh, m- big note cards, big note cards. And he would literally almost hold them while he would do it. Yeah. And just go through and So in, in, his entire chunks would be on that card
1: and people would give him the time that he needed absolutely to make and he would that, go through it He respect. literally would everyone would, just hushed tones
0: he would say it he would say hey this is what i'm doing it's uh, a, it's
1: a jesus christ experience he's going through the bible making edits yep
0: yep and then the, the, the next night bible. the second night he would have the cards on the stool and he would do like you know 15 20 straight minute chunk and then wow. that that bit would get like an applause break and then he would go, OK, cool. That that feels good. And then he would look at a card for like a minute. And then he'd go, OK. And then he would go into another 20 minutes. Interesting. And then the third night, yeah, no, yeah. Sunday you want- night was just straight through. No notes. He would just do it. And then you would watch that it. That was then the would, show. Then it would go somewhere, yeah. You know, wherever, and record it in New York or whatever. And you would see it on HBO six months later. And it's verbatim, word for word. Airtight, exactly like it was the third night. Yeah, like it's not. He wasn't a dude that was just riffing and doing all these things. He was such a wordsmith.
1: Yeah, the Einstein aspect of really his incredible,
0: comedy. really was mathematical. And he was very nice and gracious when I met him, and you know I was young at that time. Hell, I was probably
1: old enough to fuck.
0: Yeah, I mean I definitely was old enough to fuck. So I <laughs> had to be thirteen. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so he, yeah, uh, you know, I was in my you know twenties. And I and uh, and uh, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> what man! What am I gonna say George, to him?"
1: What if George poured a, a bill on you, right? And pulled his hog out and says, "You want to be in the business, kid?" I'd
0: have been, I'd have been in the business.
1: <laughs> I'd have been a lot more successful
0: than I am right now, Jay. <laughs> so, so, and he was in the hallway outside the main room, you know, where you can go up to the belly room or that. Mm-hmm. There's, so he was just standing there. Um, I don't know if he was looking or anything, but it was early and he was just by himself. And I'm like, fuck. Did
1: he have the same kind of effect on the store that
0: Dave Chappelle does now at that time? 18 years ago? Um, yeah. You could tell when he was there, you could tell there was like magic. And, you know, when he yeah. would show up, everybody like, holy shit, holy shit, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I just walked up to him. And I didn't know what to say. I just, just totally felt like a dipshit. And uh, I was like, hey, I just, you know, I wanted to let you know I'm a huge fan of yours. And you're a major influence, and um, uh, I just want to say I'm excited to see you tonight. And it's you know it's an honor to actually meet you and see you in person. I didn't I don't want to bother you. And he goes, oh no, you're not bothering me at all. He's thank you for, very much for saying that. He goes, uh, uh, do you have a spot tonight? And I'm like in my head, I was like, George Carlin just called me a comedian. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I always remember that when George Carlin said that, and I just was talking to me like a regular comedian. Literally one of my top five comedic influences of all time, Mount Rushmore. Absolutely, I mean, when you he pretty much him and Pryor, pretty much created what we now know as modern day regular stand up.
1: I yeah. Well, even though this hipster aspect of the comedy community seems to. with Lenny Bruce stylistically, with sure,
0: no content
1: whatsoever. Well, th-
0: there's that sort of thing, but those guys didn't modernize it, streamline it, make it, take it to the public. That was such as a snooty, San Francisco book nerd kind of uh, anti-establishment kind of angle. And Pryor and Carlin made it a household thing. Yeah, made you go, "Holy shit!" Let's go watch some stand-up comedy. Yet be entertained. entertained at the exactly at the yeah. chuckle hut in fucking des moines or wherever yeah. the fuck you know what i mean
1: yeah some people use it wasn't more it, of it, a soapbox yep 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 i, I, than I others you know i that, have no political even that
0: offense. bill hicks kind of era is still a bit of like to me which i loved bill hicks it still is like a bit of an elitist snobbish sort of thing to they're it the
1: books nerds yes they're the book nerds mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the script keepers and yes. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. They're just smarter. <laughs> they're just <fucking> smarter. <laughs> exactly. I tap out. You know. I really love comedy in so many different styles and uh, avenues of it, and I like to look at it from even why I don't like it and why I do like it, and some people just have a just the most whitish trash, you know, uneducated, and then have this Eminem approach of comedy where it's the language and the uh, the truth to it is very potent
0: yeah i think uh, i mean in general like i don't want even really just want to make it so like secular and uh just about stand-up because i love all forms of comedy i love sketch comedy i love you know uh, uh comedy films um i like improv Do you like jim carrey I like Jim Carrey a lot. I like Jim Carrey a lot. He's me a too. Lot. I met him at the I, store.
1: I like him. Yeah, they were
0: when he was there for the uh, "I'm dying, dying up here" thing. Yeah. Yes, and uh, he was super nice and cool. Way taller than I thought he was going to be. I mean, I'm I'm not a short person. I'm like six one. He was taller than me. I was like looking up to him. I'm like, ooh, I didn't picture you to be six three. He was wearing heels. I love Jim. Was a very very nice man. L- hugged me. <sighs> All I said to him. I would cry. I felt very kind of like holy uh, shit. He w- was walking up, and I knew he grew up there, like we like we did, you yeah. know. And he hasn't been there in a very long time. And when he yeah. walked around the corner, he's coming through the parking lot by I, himself. Yeah, he was just by himself. By himself. Yeah, he just showed up by himself.
1: Twenty years later,
0: he yep. shows up and was involved in the roast battle. And That's, he was. I know. He was I up saw there. That. Yeah. Fuck. And he goes. Uh, Fuck. I know, dude. It was great. He goes, they they introduced him Uh, and he goes, uh, Jim Carrey, people
1: must've went nuts. They
0: went nuts. He was just sitting up by the judges. And then he goes, uh,
1: he goes, uh, uh,
0: he goes, last time I was here, I was selling weed. (laughs) And that's the truth. (laughs) Probably, probably. And the place went nuts. But when he walked into the the parking lot, I was just standing there, just finished uh, smoking a cigarette or something. And he walks right by now. It's just me there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just me there. you
1: got to say something.
0: Uh, and I said, uh, hey, I go, holy good shit, good to see you. Welcome. <laughs> I go, welcome back to the comedy store. And he goes, oh, thanks, and then hugged me. And I was That's like, great. holy shit, oh, Tim Carrey just hugged start, me. He
1: started crying. Yeah. he has been he, emotional.
0: That was when he had, like, the big beard. Did you watch his um, Norm MacDonald Yes. Oh, wasn't that fantastic? It was
1: awesome. It really
0: felt like you were hanging out with them.
1: Jo- totally. And Jim's destroying the set. Yep, yep. There's no throwing coffee to people. And, and Norm's, everybody's invested in both ends of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It I love like Norm's a- podcast.
0: I, I, Adam's a good friend of mine who's on that mm-hmm. podcast, if anybody yeah. hasn't watched it. I told
1: it. Adam, I think, years ago. The coolest
0: gig to just sit there. and I go, uh, What's
1: it like? He goes, dude. Like, they have massive. Letterman. Letterman. Uh, Seinfeld, like casually, like one no. of
0: the my favorites was uh, was uh Bob Einstein. Super Dave Osborne uh, was one of the oh. best ones, and that guy is such a great joke writer. I have loved him since I was and a Norman child.
1: And him is yeah. probably two perfect storms coming uh-huh. together as one because they shot that in my hometown. Oh, okay. Hey, Super Dave Osborne spun off Bizarre. Absolutely, totally right. Yep. Was shot. And I know John Biner? Binder yeah, was mm-hmm, huge yeah. at the store because mm-hmm. I remember seeing him. And then they were shooting episodes in front of a live audience. They shot all the trailers, like the one where he, Super Dave Osborne falls down the canyon. Oh, yeah. Dude, my, my mother's house is at the bottom of that hill. That is amazing, dude. I used to have a VHS tape yeah. of just
0: the the spinoff of the Bazaar, I believe it yeah. was called. And it was so Super Dave Osborne got his own show on Showtime. Uh-huh. And it would just be half hour with Fuji Hakido yeah. and all that stuff. It was and so I had a VHS weird. tape that just said, I can still see it today in my head, in black sharpie, said, Super Dave, don't record over. Yeah. And it was just every episode I would pop, stop it and then record the next one. So I had Marathon. at least a first,
1: had, there early ne- a whole
0: VHS tape Netflix. of. Netflix. Oh, basically, yeah. You had Netflix. Dude, <laughs> there was the one where he was like, gonna do this super awesome slam dunk. <laughs> And it's, it's going to raise him up to this thing, and oh. it's going to launch him in the air, yeah, yeah, and he's going to yeah, do like a backflip and all this sort of thing, yeah. and do the greatest slam dunk of all time. And so then when the, and then, you know, the stunts would always go wrong, so, and, and we're going to slowly raise me up to the face of the rim,
1: slams his face yeah. right Smashes through the backboard. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Fuck, remember dude. all that stuff. Well, it, it Bizarre was like an American version of Benny Hill. Exactly what it was, yes. Right? Uh-huh. Um, that's what it was, yeah. It, you, there was a good chance you were going to see some boobies. Yeah. There was boobs. Yep. And it was on, because it was full, cable. It was on cable. There was full mm-hmm, frontal sure. nudity.
0: They had one sketch that I remember that I loved, which was. They're um, always
1: like a uh,
0: white fan. It was outtakes of porn, pornography. You know what I mean? On b- Bizarre? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So be It like, was Bizarre. Mm-hmm. And it was it was outtakes of pornography. It was so funny, and like you, nobody was doing anything like that on regular TV, you know. So it was really one of the first sketch kind of variety shows on cable where you could use profanity, where you could show a boob if it if it moved this joke forward or whatever. And uh, it'd be like this girl would be like, "Fuck me harder, fuck me harder, fuck me harder." Oh, it explicit line, line, yeah. (laughs) And then you see somebody with a script. Fuck me harder. Okay, cool. Let's take it to another take. You know what I mean? It's like outtakes of pornography. It was so funny. They had the one and you know I'm twelve. I'm it's killing me. I'm twelve. That's the funniest joke you've ever heard. You know,
1: it was a very very uh, weird. Did you remember the pigeon one with the statues and they're in the park?
0: No. What what was it?
1: There's there's a couple and they're painted and they comes back and they go. okay. Oh, Oh, no, you, they get a, granted a wish mm-hmm. to be a... If you could do one thing, you're a statue, you've been frozen in time, could you do one thing more time? Anything's a limit. He grants a wish, and they go... They come back, and they go, you have another wish. There's two of you. And then he goes, you want to hold down the pigeon this time, and I'm going to shit on it.
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, well, what kind of kid shows did you... That This was late night. This was like, you know, single parent television 3am on a weekday watching tv all this fuck that anything from a black and white chase cop movie to some very deranged kid show with puppets or something like that right after there would be a a, i think i got a very you know clockwork orange uh right uh of television right there was some everything from really graphic violence to uh, things that really made an impression. Sure, sure. I mean, and, you
0: know, you know, we're about the same age. We didn't have, like, unlimited, we can watch anything you want like you do right now. Like, if I'm in the mood for anything, I can just find yeah, it, you no problem. Yeah, you had to watch
1: what was coming down the pipe. Yeah, you had, like, S- you had a couple seven or eight options. choices. Yeah.
0: And, you know.
1: You got information, commercial. There, there was no way of fast-forwarding. no. And you would watch, some of you these know what commercials I, were like five minutes long.
0: You know what I remember being, speaking of commercials, obsessed with at roughly that age, you know, t- or pre-teen, you know, 10 to 13 kind of era, was late night was infomercials. Yeah. And I, and especially the real local ones, and m- my sister and I <laughs> used to prank call them. Okay. And and because they would literally, you could see your call getting called in, yeah. While they're selling whatever they're Put selling, your name up. It was basically like Home Shopping Network kind of show, but it was Ten local. Items. But it was local. It was you know what I mean. So Marjorie's it was just this weird. Quilt. Exa- it was just weird stuff. So my sister and I remember she would always have. Like her friend, we're close in age, so her friends would have like a sleepover. It'd be like two, you know.
1: This would be a funny segment for your show. I hate to get off topic, but sure. you having a live auction with like glasses clinking together <laughs> and selling. We got a a, a hand painted uh, ivory swan here. That is and, funny. And then callers call in. Sure. You, anyway. Yeah, that is actually Sorry. really
0: funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we would call and to make her, you know, friends laugh and try, you know. I'm 13, they're 12. I'm trying to flirt with these little 12-year-old girls, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> to try to make them laugh, I, I would prank call to this show repeatedly. Sure. Repeatedly. And then we kept trying to like, there's one guy you would only see his hands. And you are like... You gotta show Dave, whatever his name is. Please, we're dying to see Dave. You know what I mean? We're big, we watch the show all the time, no. whatever. And then they finally The hand guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get him to come on camera. They finally <laughs> cut to his face, dude, and he was like, Dang. he was like, there's a reason Dave was never on camera.
1: Oh no, Dave. Dude,
0: his eyes were so close together, and it had like this really big, like clown nose almost. Avenger. Fuck, dude. Me, my sister, and her two friends were just laying on the floor laughing. <laughs> They're like, he finally got Dave on camera. And when they finally showed him, he's just, like, waving before, like, a commercial break. dude, he's, like, uh, both of his eyes were so close to this giant nose. Like, oh, that's why Dave, that's uh, why we uh, only see Dave's perfect hands. He's got a hands for radio. <laughs> he's got the hands for radio, for sure. Uh, so I do remember infomercials I always watched For some reason, I don't know
1: why. I think a lot of us were, you know, they had, like, a, a the cult. The Pocket Fisherman, I remember that oh, one. yeah, cult followings. You know, Ronco. Absolutely, Rondo. Ronco, yeah. You know, I don't know how many times I'd be coming off of some bender watching beef jerky dehydrators. Absolutely. A quick cook grill. The death sweats in a hotel room. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because as a comedian, a lot of people, when you're getting up to go to work, there's a good chance a lot of us are just going to bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Like my sister, speaking of her again, she has like a regular day job
0: and she works very hard and does very well for herself, but she's literally like at work at like six in the morning. Yeah. So she's getting up at like 4.30 to get ready for work. I usually go to bed around 4 or 4.30. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Usually just, even if I don't go out and gig, even because your body's used to that.
1: Yeah. And you find if you mess with that compass, it fucks you. Yeah. And that's why when I travel, if there's a significant, uh, more than a two or three hour time difference, I'll need a couple of days to kind of realign myself.
0: Oh, sure. Or when you come back, like if you're gone for four or five days, that's just enough time to get used to that time zone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right when my body naturally is, I'm going to St. Louis in two weeks, um, which is like two hour time difference. I'm there for three days. By the time my body is used to that two-hour time difference, I now have to get used to my natural time difference yeah. and come back here. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to kind of have a little foresight and plan it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, have you been? Uh, you played St. Louis before? Uh, yeah. See, I've been here for 10 years. I've been to California and New York.
0: But, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest area, so I had actually played St. Louis before I even moved here. Yeah. You know, cause I grew up in Chicago, which is only five hours from St. Louis. So like Chicago, Cleveland, Indianapolis, St. Louis, um, Peoria, uh, uh, Cleveland, see,
1: there must us, be a pretty- all that
0: Cincinnati. Uh, when you factor in Green Bay, uh, Milwaukee, Detroit, all of those cities are within six hours of each other by car.
1: So there must be like a pretty substantial, uh, touring, um, Schedule Mm -hmm. in that area Like you work every week. There's people that
0: just Live in the Midwest That you'll never Ever know of Ah. You know what I mean That have a wife And a kid And a mortgage And they're in their 40s And they just They're just Headliners in that Five state area Do a few corporates Around Christmas time Absolutely Exactly right And
1: uh, probably do You know
0: Maybe do, local com- bills. commercials, do local yeah. commercials, Video local hosts, acting, yeah. all that little Mall shit. All openings, where cruise you, ships. Where you, exactly, where you you know, you can make if you work that hustle on that, you can make fifty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> just doing that. You know what I mean? You could. And like and that's it. And you're like, cool, man. I mean, I'm you just you sell yourself gigging. out
1: for fifty grand.
0: Yeah, basically. What an asshole. But it's like all you're doing is stand up.
1: You're not yeah. like you're
0: not working. I mean, you're there's the, people the, that make less than that as trash hot dog.
1: men. You're the baloney.
0: Yeah, basically. But it's like you're like, hey, look, I, I you know, I don't want to go to L. A. or New York and get in the back of the line. I'm not 23. I have a no. wife. I have kids. Oh, if, you got, I have if you're whatever. married,
1: yeah, I can't. I can't even. We don't even talk the same language. I have a difficult time with friends of mine that have girlfriends. <laughs> they get their their girlfriends. I could hear them yell in the background. And when they're on the phone, hey, Rouse, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) There's no fucking way. Is he back in town? Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't do anything. I just don't. What do you mean? I don't do anything. If anybody wants to uh, be like me, (laughs) I have no problem with that.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't even know what I want. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Yeah, but sometimes I think about that and what I'm does like, it I don't mean? know.
1: What does it mean to want something? Mm. You have a focus and a direction? Yeah, I don't you know. You still gotta f- deal with life in between that. You can want whatever you want.
0: Sure, 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 sure.
1: No, I mean career wise. You could want to be born with two pussies on both sides of your neck so they're gill like. But they're really just bloody cunts.
0: Mm. No matter how you slice it. I guess you're right there.
1: No, I mean career-wise. I'm not like I don't like.
0: Oh, I want to do this, this, this. So many people are so mapped out of what they want to achieve. I don't even really know what that is. I want to achieve. I want well, to work me, in comedy. Let, I want to make people laugh.
1: Can I ask you this? How many of those times? Because you know that there's people coming from uh, Illinois or uh, all these uh, everywhere yeah. flyover states or where, all over the world, literally. Just meticulously set up all these things. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this, and this is my plan, and, da, 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 and blah blah blah, and I'm gonna do this, and gonna, everything's gonna come together, and I'll be a star. And then you cut six months in a year. Oh yeah, Fuck!
0: Yeah, and there's spit on the dicks for nickels
1: on oh, uh, fucking Santa Monica Boulevard. With the asshole.
0: Yep, the old hand job with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, it's bad. Like, do you want to be a star? Do you want to be a star? you see people who <laughs> have the fake smiles, but they, they're, they're, you can see it. It's all falling apart behind it. It's all facade. Mm-hmm. Hey. Do you want to be a star? A star? Yes. Fish? No. I don't either. I'm here out of spite. I, I, don't, I could go and I wouldn't live want in that a half a dozen other places in the world and enjoy myself but I know they don't want me here
0: I would want some of the things that would come with that but I don't I don't want you know that's not
1: no well there's let's say uh, you know I think that's when you see people that are clearly set themselves up for that kind of posturing mm-hmm. they've red carpet themselves so much uh, that it's gross mm-hmm. there's been a lot of uh, preconceived nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, It can be uh, when you're somebody who's lives in a, a kind of a fight club environment, right? Like the store, and somebody which is what that is on rollerblades going, "Hey guys, <laughs> it's really cool to be in Hollywood." <laughs> you're right. If you guys met my manager. You're like, "This guy is done." Right, right, right. You're done. But there's something about
0: like the hopefulness that a lot of those people sure, seem to have.
1: Like it's sure blind faith,
0: blind faith. Yeah, dude, and mm-hmm. it,
1: that's why they're here. Sure. It's blind faith. There's Isn't that why we're here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I came... Agreed. F- I came because I hate the cold temperatures so much.
0: I mean, I was... When I was in Chicago and I, I knew this... Was, I what dropped month out of, were
1: you in Chicago?
0: It was winter. Uh, it was... Uh, it was about to be winter. It was October. October 1st is when I moved... moved. Well... November first was, was when I got here, so I left it's just three dirt days dirt. earlier. Take yeah, a shit. but I mean, you know, I grew up in that weather. I Know how cold it is, and I was like, basically, I dropped out of college, moved in, moved. What to Chicago. were you in college for? Uh, I was Pussy. basically booze and booze and girls. I didn't know what I wanted, so I just went to college because that's what everybody did. Uh, I was going to.
1: You talked to any I of those always, people, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of them I'm still good friends with. Okay. Um, I was going to teach astronomy in high school. I was going to be a high school (laughs) astronomy teacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to be a high school astronomy teacher. Uh, But then started doing stand up in college, realized that's what I wanted to do, dropped out of college, moved to Chicago, was doing work in there, Second City, and taking classes at Second City.
1: Well, you must know the relationship with Toronto. Oh, sure, absolutely.
0: Big time, yeah. I mean, it's there and Chicago, those two. And then uh, I was going to move to either New York or LA. I didn't know which one. And a uh, dude, I, my buddy who I was roommates with there, still a good friend of mine, lives out here now still. He's like, hey man, take me out to, He's like, I want to take you out to dinner. Dude, that's never good. 100% I think this guy's about to come out of the closet on me <laughs> <laughs> or kick me out. Oh, like, dude, you can't, we can't be roommates for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, there's no reason for him to say that, but. Yeah. And uh, uh, so I'm like, oh, that's never good. Hey, we need to talk. That's never ever anything good. Over dinner and uh, it better be good. News. Hey, I want to take you out to dinner. I want to talk to you about something. That's never. It's He's never breaks. No girl has ever said to me, "Hey, we need to talk," and it's good news. Yeah, you know what I mean. No. So, but it turned out that he was like, he just took a job in LA, and he was like, "Hey, you totally can move with me. That'd be great." Uh, but I understand if you want to stay here. I had a girlfriend at the time. You were in New York. And I was in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. And he didn't know I was. I was like already planning on moving to L.A. or New York, and I didn't really know anybody in either place. So I was kind of researching it on my own, mm-hmm. and like in the next year, I was going to move to one or the other, because I didn't. I was young enough that I didn't want to be that fifty-year-old headliner that lived in Chicago and never got anything yeah. above that. Yeah. And I pretty much because I knew a lot of those guys. And you know, occasionally you know, they'd get a, they you know, get they'd get a bitter. Comedy Central spot yeah. or on on like Premium Blend or one of those kind of shows, and I'm like, oh, that's my buddy because I was a young c- comic. I was like the t- 20, 21, and all those guys would let me feature for them. Yeah. So it's usually the kind of but they I never. But I didn't. And I was kind of like. For a while, I'm like, ah, oh, man, these guys are living the dream. But then after a while, it's kind of like.
1: <laughs> these guys are on suicide watch.
0: Met, Yes, exactly. And, and so I was like, I got go to go one way crazy. or the other. I got to go one way or the other and just see if I can bang with the best, basically. Sure. And I have nothing to lose. Um, and so he, unbeknownst to me, took a job as an editor at some company out here in L.A. And he's like, you know, I'm moving to L.A. in a month. You're more than welcome to come with me. If not, then you can just take over the apartment or whatever. I'm like. Let's go. Yeah. And what you, year is this? This was in 1997. 98. 1998.
1: I just... 1998. Back from Vancouver. That was September of 98. No. Yeah, fuck. I've been going through some old archival... Uh, Suicide video, notes. ...video of some old shows and stuff, and uh, it is weird. Oh, I, I I was thinking about that. Like,
0: now everything is so digital, like... We used to have VHS tapes. I hate to sound like that. I used I'm to digitizing. walk uphill yeah, to, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, snow yeah. to school. Oh, well, you've
1: lived long enough to have a, a little more of a yeah, yeah. perspective.
0: But it's so crazy now. I mean, now you can...
1: Oh, it's my birthday you have to tomorrow. F-
0: is it really your birthday? Yeah.
1: Is that true? Yeah. yeah. No shit. Nice. You're, Actually, I'll put this New out on my Eve birthday. New Year's Eve is your birthday? Yeah. Wow. 56.
0: Of course New Year's Eve is your birthday. If anybody else was born on New Year's Eve, it's your fucking stupid ass. I was born in
1: the year Clockwork Orange came out. Is that true? Yeah.
0: I wonder what movies came out. Uh, Steamboat Willie came out when I
1: was born. The first talkies. I love, like, uh, you know, my mother used to take me to Disney movies, Mm. you know, and watch all these Disney classics mm. in the film. And uh, so I always enjoyed...
0: You know what I, uh, uh, surprisingly to people, have a history of watching all of the time?
1: Two Just guys g- fuck in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> From my point of view. There's
0: <laughs> more one guy getting fucked in the parking lot. Um, and I have I wear those glasses like, like bicyclists wear that has a little rear view mirror on it so I can see him behind me loading me up. Bending me over and loading me like a shotgun.
1: <laughs> Some bicycle sunglasses with a little hand mirror on the <laughs> yeah, side the exactly. <laughs> Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so no can,
1: sneaking up on I me, i Boxcar
0: <laughs> <laughs> slap that hobo dick into me. Um, <laughs> musicals. No, I grew up, because my family, because I had a lot of women in the house, they would always watch musicals. So pretty much every musical I've seen. Yeah. You know, I get musical songs stuck in my head like any regular gay man does.
1: I saw Nutcracker. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, uh, the year I decided to leave New York. The uh, Oh, the, in Broadway you saw the actual... The play. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. The big one. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty impressive.
0: Oh, yeah. When you've seen the, those huge productions, you're like, holy shit. I mean, the Book of Mormon was... Absolutely spectacular.
1: I haven't seen it. Is it's it still running on the boulevard? No. No. But it'll be back. It'll, I'm sure it'll be back. I
0: Absolutely make, spectacular. Make the
1: effort for that. It's a full production. It's wonderful. Huge. Oh, it's
0: it, mind-blowingly hilarious.
1: Do those guys just crank the best shit out? It's pretty amazing. Pretty, how, pretty prolific. How? I mean, you factor what are in, What are your... Because clearly the underline is humor. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, uh, but they, they, the, the weight of it, it just works. Yep. And, you know, they're very smart. You know, they're very good at disguising. What are those, cu- uh, what are those discussions like? It's yeah, like it's, two mad scientists. hmm. There's probably not even a lot of talking. Right. There's a, probably a lot of nodding. And then this kind of. You know who writes with them a
0: lot? Is, um,. Who's the one guy from Saturday Night Live? That's God. He's so funny. People say I look like him. I get his name a lot, Um, but uh, I'll think of his name. But he's kind of like the silent third that that writes to these guys. He actually wrote the 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 episode about uh, um, the episode about uh, Kanye West. uh, Yeah, where it was like the fish stick episode. If you remember that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He actually wrote that. That's like that's
1: like Nash. Like that's. People discuss that regularly.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, yeah, yeah, it must be.
1: And I guess they just go in like retreats. Like they just kill people on that show. Oh, sure. Like, unbelievable. How you know that is the forefront of of all great. What is it? Contextual, Mm -hmm. like present. You know, shit that's happening. Cutting edge Mm -hmm. humor. Cutting. It's so, they murder yeah. people, they kill them, they they pull them inside out and make them look like poo.
0: Like what, who would you see maybe like at the comedy store or anywhere, just around Hollywood Be you're like, holy crap, I can't even believe I'm talking, uh, this person's here right now. Like who would.
1: Uh, in comedy or
0: just in general? Both, comedy and and, and in general. Like who, because you know, you get, I don't want to say jaded, but I could. you know, uh, certain j- celebrities come Jim. by, I don't, wouldn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, Jim for sure. Because he just, mm-hmm. more or less, he indirectly gave me a, a kind of a, 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 a handbook of what to do. Mm-hmm. And more or less saying, you don't really need anything from the outside world. Mm-hmm. If you have something to show, then just show it. Mm-hmm. And that was, he has no idea. Like, There's no, uh, he probably gets into a lot of situations where people are unloading all this uh baggage on him. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. Like, I get anxiety around being around super famous people. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. But as far as awe, probably some sort of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've gotten a chance to you brush shoulders with a lot of my heroes and people i respect respected in the industry, but um, most of the guys that I would be in awe of are dead.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which would be really crazy to see them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
1: anybody I really enjoyed in my youth that's dead now.
0: Jimmy Schubert once said, he's a f- funny comic, if you don't know him, Jimmy Schubert. I love Jimmy Schubert. What a nice Schubert. man, check,
1: check out Jimmy Schubert. He's <laughs> an
0: awesome dude. Really great guy. He once said um, that... Gnarly!
1: Like, seen some shit.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's up with Mitzi Shore. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been around that long. Yeah. Um, but he, um, he said, uh, uh, you should always treat famous people like they're not famous and treat people that aren't famous like they are. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's dope. I know I've never done that, but uh, I'm sure, I'm so sure that's beneficial. You see, like,
1: um, who's a famous female celebrity right now?
0: I don't know, um,
1: Lady Gaga. Sure, is that still relevant? I imagine so. Oh, but you can't pull your dick out. What do you think about that? Because you know, I like to get old leather well, face out too. for a rattle me once too. in a while.
0: <laughs> me too. I like to sh- I like to take the dog for a walk. <laughs> but yeah, it is different now that you're just like, oh shit. Because well, I don't know. There's ways. I mean. You clearly would know when I'm if I'm joking if I do it versus like I have some girl cornered in some dark closet.
1: Yeah, it's like, and I'm like, look at this. You gotta make a. It's gotta have the same effect as a rubber chicken.
0: Yeah, 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 and mine does. (laughs) Trust me.
1: (laughs) The smell and the look. Everything. You've got a a dew claw on the back of (laughs) your nut sack. I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) It's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't. Well, you can shit. I can, yeah. (laughs) Are you on Snapchat? (laughs) No, no. no, I'm not on Snapchat. (laughs) No one one wants to go on Snapchat anymore. Are you on Snapchat? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the log father.
0: Oh, of course you are. Of course you are. It's too much for me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much where I draw the line.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite... For me, I'm not like a, uh, I don't really like enjoy self-indulgent blog type stuff. So I do a little kind of photo journalism with the Instagram and it allows me to stream video when I need to, mm-hmm. or do some promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Twitter's, you know, <clears throat> pretty limited and uh, I use it for more promotional tools. Same. And uh, uh, Facebook's an address book. Right. YouTube is a necessary evil. And uh, that's about it, right? I agree
0: with you on everything you just said. Yeah. Exactly the same.
1: Now you you've been a part of and, and are on a bunch of shows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, when we pretty much started But your you know, show when, when Red Band started Death Squad, we were all like you said, we were the first ones there doing that just because we were all friends with Brian.
1: You guys were the second burst. Mm hmm. There was kind of a butterfly effect.
0: Yep. Now when you look back where you're like, wow, all those people that were from you know, like Tripoli and Sam and I I mean uh, Sam Tripoli and Ari Shafir And I do Punch Drunk together I heard it and gets pretty it's like, mean so It gets pretty mean It's pretty There's <laughs> it a big hot dog episode That's about to have to happen
1: So we have the, You do a sports show Called Punch Drunk Sports Yeah Which is basically all like things It's on
0: All Things Comedy Yeah I have two podcasts On All Things Comedy Punch Drunk is basically If Howard Stern Had a sports show I uh, would describe it I yeah. know, like Sort of like that We don't We talk sports a little bit we'd Try to Um, We have horrific bets that we have to pay off when we, in this bag of bets, people tweet them at us. Um, You're
1: almost atypical L.A. comic. Like, you do a variety of different things. There's some people that are, you know, in different parts of the world where they're... uh, You're in Hollywood. This is where they make TV and movies. Mm -hmm. So you find yourself in work-related, associated to your craft, but there's also uh, the... um, uh, yeah, you you find it's, it weird. it's you're, di- you're, you're, diversifying the, is basically no, the normal job outside of this place is very different. Like, I mean, you
0: think people like think that and they listen to this and they hear all of our podcasts and they you know follow us on social media or they're fans of our comedy and you know yourself, myself, any of us. But you know, you're in you know uh, uh, Canada or Indiana or wherever, and you're a podcast fan. You romanticize what our lives are like here oh, in yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. and literally, we do stand-up probably added th- together, I bet I get about 40 minutes of stage time a week yeah. in over five shows. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, the rest of your time is like doing podcasts, do, creating new shows, writing a script, writing, yep. writing a, a, a sketch comedy yep. show, doing all these things to try to get something else going, because you can't survive- on 40 minutes of stand-up, $20 a set, five sets.
1: No. The you know what I mean? The map is there. It's, it's not you, a... Uh, now, do
0: we get to do stand-up with the likes of uh, Chappelle and on all these famous, great comics? Yeah. Sure we do. Yeah. But guess what? They go to their house in the clouds. Yeah. Uh, they get <laughs> driven by a driver to their house in the clouds. And, and you're on a ranger and, scooter going exactly. through dog shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's really extreme.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's so
1: extreme. Yeah. There's so no middle ground here. You're either super awesome or super shit.
0: That's it. That's it. You're either faking it till you make it, or you're uh uh or you're about to quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you just, when people ask me on, on like a, a Facebook or in, you know, they'll message me, DM me, fans or you know, just mm-hmm. people that are curious about comedy, and they're like, Hey, I'm 20 years old and I want to start doing comedy. Like, do we what do you have any advice? I say the same thing every time. Be prepared to be broke for a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Whether couch surfing, whatever. I'm talking yep. about like, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. The first few years I was here, it was like, whew, to come from the London comedy scene in Europe and UK mm-hmm. and to show up here, it was a huge, like, oh, Yep. Fuck. Yep. Oh, And you know, some of the best years
0: for me, Sucks. some of the best years for me was when I did have a day job and I was just learning comedy and just, I couldn't do a 10 minute set without repeating jokes. And I'd been doing comedy for two or three years and I was meeting all the people that now are my lifelong friends, like the Tripoli, Tripolis and Ari's and Duncan Trussell and everybody that I'm friends with now. I've been friends with them for 18 years. We started doing comedy together. (laughs) But, but some of those early years were the best when I had a day job and I was just hanging out at open mics and meeting everybody and learning, oh, that's how, I, oh, I can actually get a laugh with a facial expression at the end of that joke. You know, little the little nuances. Once you start feeding yourself from it, once, it's, once the art form that you love is also now responsible for your being able to see a doctor, uh, having a car, it, food yeah. you know once your once your art form is was responsible for your livelihood it changes a little bit definitely and, you know the, 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 your
1: breathing the, room yep this is a, a very but the love
0: for it it becomes it's you know it's not just a passion project now and it's not a hobby anymore so you you become a lot more serious about it this it, it, there's a sense of urgency um, in in keeping the wheels going, mm. than there is when it was, you know when you have a day job and you're kind of doing stand up. You know you can oh, be like, you're oh, all fuck it, all I haven't in. done a set in two months. If yeah, I don't yeah, do a set yeah, for yeah, two yeah. months,
1: I'm fucked. That's why uh, it's so gross when you see hobbyists. Mm-hmm. You're so invested into mm-hmm. it, and these half assed people kind of shuffle into the mix.
0: And they want to be sitcom actors and yeah. they have a tight 10 minutes and, and they wear their best leather coat every single time. Terrible, and they do, you know,
1: terrible, 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 terrible.
0: And they're not willing to um, fail. Like York... Stand-up is such a willingness to fail. You have to almost be a masochist <laughs> um, um, to want to do this.
1: <laughs> I don't worry.
0: You really do, man.
1: Totally. But I, uh, it's in a uh, way that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I take the beatings. Absolutely. I mean, I always would. I would have... The fact that you can get paid doing this somehow is crazy to me. You know, because this is what I was always doing and getting in trouble for. You know?
1: Oh, I've turned... Yeah, every all my so-called downfalls into gold dust. Sort of. Sort of. But it's again, it's perspective. If you, uh, you know, let people's perceptions of you dictate how you feel, then... You're going to be subjected to those politics, even though it has nothing to do with you. Absolutely, and there, it gets to be a uh, yeah. That's, just, that's why I think your parents say don't hang out with losers and shit like that. They hang out with the wrong crowds and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come and start to assimilate your environment.
0: Yeah, and I think that's like, I think a lot of comics are like empaths. You know, we're very what's s- an empath? Somebody that's that, that has like. Uh, they're highly susceptible to other people's energy and and oh, uh, fuck, absorb yeah. that. Like I, if I'm around three Is that negative. A
1: medical word or more of a witchy crystally word.
0: I mean, it's just somebody who's both I'm naturopath.
1: No, no, it's both or something. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of both, but you know, it's just you're... you're I'm definitely uh, hyper sensitive. Yep, dude, you're just, you're just like <sighs> ooze
0: empathy. So if I'm around three, um. um alcoholics that are fucking uh, <laughs> constantly fighting. And, no, no, no. <laughs> but if like if I'm in a house of, of raging alcoholics and both my roommates are alcoholics, I'm going to be drinking a lot more and because and I, I take that on. Oh, yeah. So I do have to be around, try to put myself around like the Tate Fletchers of the world, people that have great energy and that are very positive. Because oh, if I'm yeah. not around that...
1: It's a voice of reason with an identity. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can always look and go, all this... Bullshit that I'm trying to convince myself, and and then when you see the person that doesn't subscribe to bullshit, mm-hmm. and you're like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Exactly. Yep. 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 And you're like, oh, it's a, it's like a burden. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was about to make a series of really bad decisions. Well, if I'm,
0: even if I'm around, if I'm working, let's say I'm working with somebody that's very indecisive and can't make a decision oh, on anything. Well, then I'm very I become, patient. I get, not only do I get I, impatient, I but then I also start noticing that I'm becoming indecisive and already, I can't pull the trigger. And I'm like, mm, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe we should change that where it's like, I'm just naturally, empath- you know, I have a lot of empathy and I start to take on other people's characteristics. So if I'm consci- if I have the aware- awareness about that, about myself and then I go, oh, okay, well then I'll put myself. In po- around positive people, sure. around productive people, around honest people, no, around it sounds
1: so weird. But it's so it's very simple, but it's so hard to execute. Absolutely, it's very because hard you, to execute because you don't. Ha- it's not a
0: conscious thing that I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. You know, sit around and I'm like, oh, I'm consciously doing this. Um, I just find myself, man. I've been around this one person a lot lately, and I'm starting to get like angry or whatever. I'm starting to f- there's take a negative on their
1: effect shit. on my on mm-hmm. my uh, life for sure. For sure. And there are people that they, I
0: have to keep at an arm's length. And sometimes you're surprised at who they are. Sometimes you're like, oh, wow, I didn't uh, uh, actually thought this person was positive for me, but it turns out they're not. Yeah. you know, So I have to have... They
1: have qualities or things that you...
0: It's not like telling people to fuck off. It's just like, oh, I have to limit the amount of time that you get yeah. uh, uh, around my brain. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Or yep. uh, people that uh, probably the least... Painful, and it's always the
0: people that say they don't want anything that clearly want something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like that's always the kids. When someone's like, "Hey man, um, I'm not a racist," <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, there's, there's <laughs> a but. sure. There's
0: open the buts. why would you even say that then?
1: Your introduction, you've totally discredited yourself before you even told me. Now I don't even want to hear it. Uh huh. Actually, I want to get it on tape.
0: Right. I was at the uh,
1: comedy store the other night, and I was talking to this girl who, she seemed pretty worldly. You're the only person I've ever had on the show that knows well enough to start talking when there's a lull in the show. <laughs> I'll leave people hanging. Well, this reminded me of a, a... look at me, <laughs> and I'll be all quiet for long. You're like, come on, let's get it up. We're making, let's make some magic. It's a podcast, baby. <laughs> you're, you're, a you're like a, a kennel dog of podcasting. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly right.
0: It's exactly what it is. So I'm talking to this girl now. This is the first time this ever happened to me. Um, but she's seemed worldly. She lived somewhere else and lived in a couple different countries. And, but she definitely looked younger. Um, and she goes, guess how old I am? And I go, Psh, you look young, but I'm going to say 28. And she goes, I just turned 21. And I was like, like,
1: you just made my dick move <laughs> without touching it.
0: <laughs> yeah. My lady. <laughs> <laughs> my lady. My lady. And I was like, oof, in my mind, I'm like, Dad's pretty damn young. And then. then,
1: uh, (laughs) Why didn't you talk through your teeth? I go, I go, uh,
0: I go, um, she goes, I go, how old do you think I am? And she goes, she's 40. And I go, I just turned 45. And she goes, oh, cool, my dad's
1: 43. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to have to go after me. Wow. And I'm not wearing a condom. So you tell the old man. I'm like giving him a nuggie while I'm like, (laughs) smell my fingers. Calling him a whippersnapper.
0: (laughs) 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 Ah, you old whippersnapper. You you. roll
1: the condom off and throw it in his face (laughs) and walk out the door. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's got a load. I never was (laughs) more
0: turned off by a 21 year old in my life. I was like, oh my God, you literally just said probably the only thing you shouldn't say. I, I mean, of everything she could have said.
1: <laughs> oh, fucking hell!
0: Oh. oh, my dad is two years younger than you. I'm like, oh, oh. the fact that I could Hold have a, this. The fact that I could have a
1: two fingers in twenty, you
0: know, two, 23 year old kid is insane.
1: Yeah, I know. I have friends that have uh, kids that are in their twenties. I
0: was this girl My last friend night was just 25. posted
1: today. His kid's 20. I mean, and you know... My career's
0: 20. Ah, yeah, me too. I Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, she was born, I started doing stand-up. That's insane. You know, but you're... We, at where we're at, there's a new crop of 22-year-olds of that come here every year. And then there's a new crop of, you know, 40-year-olds that leave and say, yeah. fuck it. You know, there's, a, there's, an, uh, there's an
1: influx of dream havers and, a dream, oh, and dream and time killers time
0: and timelines. People and,
1: look at, okay, I'm going to be dead here. How long do I want to live? Like, You start
0: doing that. I've, I, I've done that several times. I romanticize moving back to Chicago and doing whatever Ew. all the time. I do. I, sometimes I romanticize Boom. it. I do. Because
1: sometimes you're just like, fuck this. I don't want to be this. the only guy on the patio. and You won't be. You won't be it me. I'll pull out my catheter and spray it up girls' faces when they come. But in. it's, you know, you find yourself like, damn, man. Talk. Like last night
0: I was talking to this girl and then she's like 25. And I'm like, don't I be fucking around with a
1: 25-year-old? Of course I don't. Not, <laughs> not without a video camera. <laughs> of course. You want to remember that. No. Not no, for I want it for, so it's legal. For the court case. <laughs> so it's case, legal. Look, she is consenting. I have friends that videotape all their sex. Really? For yeah. what purpose? For safety issues. Are you kidding me? Or he's a
0: deviant. I think it's a little
1: <laughs> You think he's a deviant?
0: Well, what, what safety purposes would he have to...
1: Uh, I think he had an issue with some sort of... Assault. Consent? Consent. So now he videotapes all the girls he has sex with.
0: Well, that's not creepy at all. Do
1: do they know? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, Jesus! Yeah, that's where nothing, gonna go. that's there, what's there, gonna blow up in his face. Secret. There's no secret. You know, it used to be a, a a weird thing to be naked. What do you mean? Like, there's so much shit on the internet and like at your phone. Like we were talking about age, and we Bizarre was a TV show we were. You know, yeah. Watching as a children in the the flash of a woman's breast, that would kind of hang on you. Oh, sure. You you uh, mark that. That's a lady uh-huh. booby. Okay. Now. Oh yeah. I got pictures on my phone with a bottomless cunt,
0: dude. It's unbelievable. Now, I mean, I can't even Have imagine I showed you my buddy's asshole. Yeah, several times. You texted <laughs> me, <to laughs> me twice today. Two times <laughs> you texted me that day.
1: Shout out Boomer Phillips. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> The gaper it's huge
0: I mean yeah, you could definitely mud whiskers you can fly a fucking drone right into that thing <laughs> so <laughs> it's
1: so bad.
0: Do you feel like?
1: Asshole.
0: do you feel like it's the accessibility of 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 content that has caused this rift of mm, like uh, uh,
1: intimate aggression? I think people are organizing themselves. For what they think are justified causes, with no foresight. What or I could
0: see when direction. I was twelve years old, what I could see and had access to when I was twelve years old, Lesbian was extremely pornography. limited. Yeah, just because it didn't. I mean, you sure you could get a you know Jugs magazine or or you know Playboy, uh, different things like that. But you could, right now, any twelve-year-old.
1: Wait, with a cell phone, crossed over. can look up anything yeah.
0: that they want. So there is no mystery to it. There is no romanticizing. Um, yes, there is no. I'm going to spend the time and you know, like try to get to know this person and then maybe get the chance to touch a boob. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like you just text, you text Anal. another 13 Anal. year old, send me a picture of your asshole. You
1: know what I mean? I know that's an so open that line. In, in
0: between the two, there's all this like. Um, a different
1: time. We're just the guy on the horse looking at the guy in the car.
0: Basically, kind Except of. Except
1: the guy on the horse is facing the wrong way, and the guy in the car is getting sucked off by a donkey.
0: Yep. Basically, yeah. You just, <laughs> right? you know, I was just saying that to my mom <laughs> right before this podcast. It's funny you mentioned that.
1: Sucked off by a donkey in a yeah. mortal t- yeah. Model T Ford.
0: Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, that is kind of what it is, I guess. But it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of that is from this, um, you know, all this Louis C.K. stuff and everybody's getting zinged. You know, it's so funny that so many of these are like, in 1978, he grabbed my ass at a high school dance. Well, look that's up. what we did at high school dances. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's what you see old racist people. You've been mad like, for 45
0: years about him grabbing your ass? Yeah. Get the fuck over it a little well, bit. Now there's I'm not talking about the ones that rape. I'm not talking about yeah, the well, one. The, all these. Well, I'm talking about all these little minutiae ones where you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on my back. I mean, that's, I, I mean, I do not even, we didn't even call it sexual harassment. but I've definitely been, you know, girls that I have not had an interest in have been aggressive towards me. I'm not suing them. Yeah.
1: I'm just, I'm just ignoring them. And then they eventually quit.
0: Yeah. You know, if not, if they're grabbing my cock and all this sort of stuff. I'm going to say something, but
1: hog hammer grabbers,
0: hog hammer grabbers.
1: I've only had my dick grabbed a few times.
0: I mean, I remember once when we were doing the Naughty Show with Sam Tripoli, and I was doing this character that I would always have a sock on my dick. Yes. They think a, 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 a girl's going to come out of the back and give them a lap <laughs> dance. They, they the want a lap dance. And then it's, me, it's my fucking skinny ass with a sock on my dick. And I'm, you know, I'm smacking them with the sock and all this sort of mm. stuff. And this one drunk girl was so aggressive and kept
1: really trying to rip that off. Yeah.
0: And I'm like... I should have sued her ass.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. It's weird, right? It really is weird. Looking back, at the time, it came and went. But on paper, you got a lawsuit.
0: I mean, the Weinstein thing, I get that. The Cosby thing, I get that. Um, The Louis one, I don't really get.
1: Did you jack off into a plant in front of a bunch of... Apparently, four different
0: people said that he would masturbate in front of them. Everybody had heard it.
1: Yeah. But
0: three of them knowingly admit that he asked... If it was okay if he did that. Yeah. They admitted. Mm-hmm. And, and one said say, he never asked. One said that he never asked. But. I'm like, what's the beef here? Like, they say that he could lose up to maybe, $100 million in revenue from everything that he got fired from. He still got 100000000 million. I'm not saying he's not rich. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. that the next week after the first uh, uh, trial for Bill Cosby. The next week, Is Bill Cosby a was doing a, thea- uh, a theater, gi- theater gig. Theater gig. Theater. Not doing stand-up at some club. Yeah. 8,000-seat f- f- theater gig. Recently? And he, dude, like a
1: and month after his first court. court. Uh, and st- sold it out? Or I mean, it's
0: packed. I mean, sure, there was heckling and people were protesting here and there. Yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that guy raped. Yeah. At least 30 people. <laughs> the numbers you hear are in the 60s. Yeah. Well, he has been drugged rape. and raped people yeah. for a half of a century. And this guy's working. And Louis beat off in front of three people that he asked, Is it cool if I do this? Well, that's And they the said, thing. Yeah. Now, and now this guy can't using, get a gig?
1: Come yeah, on. they're using Cosby as a, a kind of a worst case scenario, but that's not even the worst case scenario. There's far more sinister oh, absolutely. characters out there. And, uh, you know, just don't fucking rape chicks. <laughs> pretty easy <laughs> i mean 45
0: years I'm, I'm i haven't raped anybody
1: i've i fucked a dead guy's mouth for a bottle of vodka
0: that's not rape <laughs> but that's, i
1: couldn't get hard and I, I was laughing so hard so the thing i ended up losing the bet anyway
0: <laughs> well what are you gonna do you didn't even get the vodka
1: no i don't even drink
0: wow wow why, that's interesting why would you make that bet actually <laughs> it was because of the dead guy you were into him two years literally
1: december 31st mm-hmm. i haven't had a drop
0: that's tomorrow. Two years tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah. Ugh.
0: God, I can't believe it's New Year's already. This year went fast.
1: It is fast, isn't it? But you know we'll end up at the store
0: for New Year's. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. We're doing uh, the band.
1: So we'll explain some of this. You, Don Barris, mm-hmm. is like the... <clears throat> oh, he's awesome.
0: hmm I love Don Barris. Windy City Heat's one of my top five favorite comedies of all time.
1: I also enjoy Holtzman.
0: Um, Oh Holtzman's great Holtzman's hilarious if you
1: get a chance to see Brian Holtzman do yourself the favor and go and watch that that's all I want
0: to mm-hmm and Don Barris.
1: yeah there's some really cool people coming through that club right now
0: Yeah. it's cool to see Chappelle all there all the time he's Bill is there now. all the time what's that he's, he's jacked. jacked sure is jacked
1: he's uh, I didn't recognize him
0: I mean his honestly, I look hes look pretty big in the
1: face I can't tell it's him
0: mm-hmm and he's cool because he genuinely just hangs out there like we all do. Yeah. Like, you you'd think he would, like, I saw him go on. When he first started hanging out there again, I saw him. He went on at, like, 10 o'clock, right? Uh-huh. And he, just he was showed, there last night. He was there last night. Yeah. He was yeah. there two nights ago, too. So he went on at, like, 10 o'clock, and then I'm going through the kitchen to go to the back area, and that's where you can smoke pot back there, like, and not get in trouble. Like, yeah. employees and comics can go back there and smoke. So I'm walking through there. Now it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm walking through the kitchen. I'm going to go back there and smoke a joint or something. And Dave Chappelle is just sitting on the counter in the kitchen, across from the bartender, just sitting there. And he's got his little speakers. And he's just playing music. And he's smoking cigarettes inside. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. So it's like two and a half hours later. And I walk by him. And I'm like, hey, I don't mean to be rude.
1: (laughs) But could you get your ass off my my textbooks at school in
0: the morning? I'm like, why are you still here? Like, you know, you went on a couple hours ago, like, yeah. you're just hanging out. Like, and he, all he said to me was, man, sometimes a nigga be getting lonely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and be around like-minded people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, but that's totally
0: cool, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. You don't think of Dave Chappelle being lonely. You don't think of uh, other famous, like famous comics, like wanting to just hang out at a comedy club and smoke and drink and, and talk to other comics. Yeah, it's
1: kind of like... Uh, so it's kind of
0: cool to know that you always will have that in you. Mm-hmm. No matter what, we're still just the comics hanging in the back of the club with other comics.
1: You yeah, know? Uh, I've heard Stanhope mention numerous times, he goes, I could always quit comedy, but I could never quit comedians. Mm,
0: I like, like that.
1: There's, there's something about mm-hmm. that community that it's... it's uh, yeah, and
0: it's oddly competitive, but it's oddly there is a brotherhood of don't fuck with us. Yeah, it's
1: like sleepers. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could walk
0: into the patio of the comedy store and a comic that you're not even not a fan of but let's say you don't even get along well with them or maybe you'd be like that's the one guy I don't really like very much or whatever and you walk in there and some and, and you see a, a a a drunk audience member or something like swing on him yeah. dude you're the first one in that fight yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean you're the first one to come attack that dude even though you but just the fact that he's a comic, mm-hmm. there is some sort of respect that I have for people that are willing to sacrifice everything that we do to do this. And I know that sounds silly, but we sacrifice a lot to do this. Yeah, You don't think I could have been something else sure you know this did choose me i do think this chose me Mm -hmm. but you don't think i could have been a doctor a lawyer a a successful real estate salesman you don't think i couldn't have a fucking porsche or a mortgage or a wife or a family i sacrificed all of that shit to do this hell or high water famous or not famous rich or not rich i just have, have no choice i get none of that and i respect Everybody that's willing to sacrifice having the, uh, a sense of normalcy to their American or Canadian life or All whatever right. it is, <laughs> or whatever it is, um, to do this. Because this is not, there is no normalcy when it comes to this. You know uh, what I mean? It's part a, of the
1: reason we're attracted to it, I think. I think so as well. I think I, I agree with that. We seek the uh, abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, it thanks. definitely makes me feel alive. Thank you for being on the show.
0: Dude, thank you for having me. I always do this. And check out my new podcast, 92.7 The Pod. It is a show I do with my friend Sarah Lehman. Um, it is basically a fake morning radio show about a fake city called Town. All the commercials are fake. All the guests. I'd love to have you come on and play something. Yeah. Everybody plays. Uh-
1: I would love to play the local cobbler. I think you would be a great local a cobbler. Maker. Uh, of
0: course. <laughs> of course.
1: Like the John Wayne Gacy of cobblers.
0: I like that. I could see. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, just town serial killer. I could see you doing that. Or serial rapist, perhaps.
1: Or Todd so. Sweeney, like the barber that made the meat pies out of people. Oh, I like that. Yeah, but anyway. Um, where can people find you?
0: Uh, at The Teab on Twitter. T H E. T-E-E-B, on Twitter. Uh, That's probably the best way to get a hold of all my dates and all this sort of stuff. I'll be in St. Louis, um, 18th, 19th, and 20th of January with Steve Renazzisi at Helium Comedy Club. Check us out there if you're in that area. And uh, listen to my new podcast, 92.7 The Pod. It's at allthingscomedy.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts
1: fantastic uh i posted some dates in april for canada so there's vancouver calgary st john and halifax or something and maybe something <clears throat> late april in the ontario area uh jason rouse 666 for all your online horseshit um happy new year everybody and happy birthday, sir. Uh, well, thank you. And um, thanks for the small, mighty group that listens to the show. I appreciate everybody, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing you at some of the shows. Um, shout out to um, Debs. Love it. I don't care what society thinks. they anyway. no better than me.